Hello everyone, this is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra. Today we have a special guest and I'm super excited because she's one, he's one of my colleague and friend in podcasting. It, I have today Chris Ryan of Mind Wars. Thank you, Chris. No problem, Grace. Thanks for having me on. And let me just remind our listeners and our viewers that all the information about Chris Ryan and Mind Wars and whatever um, key links or resource that he might share with us today, I will place that definitely in the description of this podcast, of this episode. So thank you again. And I'm glad that you are here to listen in spite of everything that's happening globally and also at your home, taking care of all your loved ones, being uh, having limited access to other services outside, especially for the elders. So thanks for coming. Now, um, you can check out later the Quantum Nurse That Life. You will have three free videos that will be very helpful for you and your loved ones. So thank you. So Chris, let me just um, say a little bit about you. And then you could, of course, definitely, as we go along, just keep expressing whatever you need to express in terms of uh, the relevant information that we could share to our listeners. So Chris, you have a construction background. You are a carpenter and a site manager and project manager, and you've worked in a lot of countries like Ireland, in UK, Australia, and New Zealand. And you also have 12 years in martial arts both training and teaching, ranking third Dan Black Belt. And recently, you have been podcasting Mind Wars. I think my first question would be, um, how did you end up with all this in interesting experience and background you have, and now you're fully broadcasting? How did, how did it end up to be? Right. Okay. That's a big one to condense down, but I'll do my best. Um, basically, when I was in school, um, I've always set out certain targets or goals in life that I want to achieve. So in a nutshell, one of them was that I wanted to become, say, a carpenter and joiner. So it was about four years or four years, three months. I got, a, I got to be a qualified carpenter. Then I also wanted to take my skills then. I wanted to work in another country. So I think it was back around 2008, 2009, we had the crash in Ireland. Well, worldwide, not just Ireland. I, um, I wanted to basically go to Australia. I said I wanted to go over there, work for 12 months or so, and that's what I did. But also, going back a small bit as well, I also wanted to become um, a black belt in a martial art. So when I was about, about 11, 12, I done three years of kickboxing. Then I stopped that for a few years simply because I was too young in the sense that the club in my own hometown back in Ireland actually closed down. So I had actually no way of getting to the new, the nearer one after that was at least 50 minute drive away. So I had no transport, no actually means of getting to us. So I had to give that up. So then I left that for maybe two or three years. And then I got a club more, uh, more local to me actually opened up and it was jujitsu. So I said, I want to take on that and I want to become the black belt. Like I was saying, I wanted to do so. And I achieved that. I set my goals. I set whatever it is. So I'll, I'll, Whatever it takes to get what I want, I will get it in the very end. I just through persistency, dedication, determination, I'll keep plowing through the waters until I actually get what I want. So, and that's what happened. It took me five years to uh, get my first black belt. And then it took me seven years after that to get two other black belts on top of that. So part of the black belt training was uh, you're a brown belt before you become a, an actual 
black belt. And part of that training was you actually had to train the class as well. So that was a new um, level up, I guess, in itself as well. So you're looking all of a sudden you're looking at one instructor teaching maybe 50 or 60 of you. And all of a sudden you're on the other side of the room and you're looking back at 50 or 60 faces, which can be a bit intimidating and daunting starting off. But as you work through it, it becomes more and more of a skill, more of a passion. And I just loved what I was doing. So I ended up giving 12 years at it. And the question is, why didn't I pursue, go, go any further? Why didn't I become a fourth belt, fourth and black belt or a fifth and black belt? Simply was because in around 2012, 2013, I, um, uh, I was working for myself. Work was getting very, very scarce um, in, because the crash was still going on. And from there, I basically said that I wanted to um, go again. I said I was going to give up working for myself, paying tax, paying two guys that work for me, sell off my van, the whole lot. And I said I'm, New Zealand actually went through a very bad uh, earthquake devastation over there in Christchurch. So they were, they were crying out for um, all sorts of tradesmen to go over there. And that's what I did. I basically said, right, I'm tired of working for myself. I'm tired of uh, pricing jobs after job after job and not getting any of them because I was cutting the prices down so low that they, were, they weren't a, a tradesman's rate or probably less than even a laborer's rate. And I still wasn't getting the job. So other people were getting them ahead of me. And I was kind of thinking how they were getting these jobs for like uh, pennies. It just wasn't worth it. But I mean, pay your tax, pay everything on top of it. It just simply wasn't worth ahead of it anymore. And I was tired of paying night after night after night, pricing all these jobs. I said, you know what? I'm just going to take a break from it all. I'm going to go over to New Zealand, work for somebody else. And that's why they went over there as, as a carpenter and slowly moved into a foreman's role, um, running jobs over there. And then I, one of the project managers I had, he was a very good guy from Seattle. He um, said to me, he says, would you not be interested in going further in the foreman? He says, and becoming a project manager. And at the time he said it to me, I didn't think too much. I was thinking, I don't really feel like the pen pusher in the suit. I always like being hands-on and getting a bit dirty in the site and getting muck mucked into stuff. So the more I thought about it, the more he kind of put me under his wing, I kind of thought, I said, yeah, do you know what? I will actually go for it. I actually like what he's doing when I had a closer view as to what was going on. And I ended up doing a, a course in it. So I actually ended up doing a, an online course that, that was there. And then I ended up, I think about two years or so, it took me to get the qualification in or a little over. And I became a, a project manager in construction. I have the diploma, a higher level diploma for that. And that's, that's what's there now at the moment. And then I left, not to bore you with all the other details, but then I kind of stayed longer in New Zealand for a while. And then I ended up coming back to Ireland for six months after that because Things were getting less and less in New Zealand. New Zealand is nice and all that, but I gave about four years there and that was enough. I just did not see it as a country I would settle down in. Um, so I came back to Ireland for six months and then I've always wanted to work in the UK. Simply from a very young age, I have lots of family in the UK and I've always wanted to live and work there. So I said, you know what, I might as well go there. I came here, came in as a carpenter for two or three months, then went straight back onto being a foreman and then from a foreman to a site manager. Um, so that's that's what I've, and I'm still today in the construction trade. But getting up to the more present day, I suppose, um, I I wanted to, when this whole, I suppose, you asked me about the podcasting and that. Well, if we take a small step back, even before I started the, the podcasting, which is recently, it's only the last couple of months, I, for the best part of maybe 15 years or there or thereabouts, I've been looking into really how the world actually works and how it operates. And I had a keen interest. It would have been a couple of years after 9-11 happened, sometime in that region. And I really wanted to know what was what's actually going on in the world like. Um, why is um, It's like we're living in, in, in two different worlds. One of the worlds where people are just going about their normal daily business and carrying on with their lives and doing stuff with their wife and their family and the kids and normal stuff like that. And they're worrying about bills and mortgages. And then you have this other parallel world that's going on right beside us. And nothing new got to do with COVID. This is going on for a very long, long time. And it's basically where you have these elites that are controlling the world and, and what's actually going on and controlling our direction, our movement, pretty much and everything that's going on in society. But the average person 
will not know about this or, or hasn't seen this or can't understand this or the label to be a big conspiracy theory. And, you know, that, that's crazy kind of talk you're talking about. Well, it's not so crazy as to what's going on now. The, with the so-called conspiracy theorists are everything they've nearly been saying has been right so far in this so-called, you know, pandemic, pandemic, whatever people want to call it. But I, I felt frustrated, I suppose, last February in, in this year, um, February coming into March. And this kind of COVID stuff is coming around. It's coming all over the media. And then it started sweeping across the West. It started coming into England and countries in Europe. And then, of course, around the middle of March, we went into lockdown um, here in the UK. So I had about two and a half months roughly off uh, work from a normal day job, day job in construction. And I just said, you know, what? I've just a lot of this knowledge is in for years and years and years. I'm absolutely sick and tired of humanity being lied to. Um, I just can't take it anymore. But I said, I'm only one person. I'm a nobody. Um, who's going to listen to me? What can I actually do as one human being? I said, the first thing I can do in my power, says, is I'm going to start creating videos um, on YouTube and putting my knowledge and information out there to the masses, not to brainwash anybody, but just to show certain information that a lot of people would just wouldn't know where to find it, wouldn't know where to look, just can't understand it. Um, because especially with censorship gone to the roof nowadays, um, it's very, very hard to sort out, sift out what's good and what's bad. Um, so I said, right, I had no idea how to make videos. I, digital or anything got to do with that at all. So I said, I'm going to learn. So I had no, I couldn't ring up anybody. I didn't know anybody how to know how to make YouTube videos, how to do voiceovers, how to add in parts into it. No idea. So I did, I gave about, uh, I gave a couple of weeks um, learning a software for the Mac I have. It's, uh, it's called Final Cut Pro um, 10. And I gave a weeks, a couple of weeks, probably about seven days a week, about 10 to 12 hours a day in my bedroom, figuring out and working out how all this uh, operation that basically come apart, how you put it together, I should say. And so I had the information, but I could, the information was there holding off for weeks and weeks until I actually could put it up on a screen. So I eventually done that. I read this about maybe May was, um, and that was a bit of a struggle because I'm not the most tech savvy in the world. Um, and I eventually got it and I put a video up and what it was, was a, a video. Um, and I made sure I had to make sure, which is crucial to making the video was that it was bulletproof, that nobody could say, oh, well, this is false information. This is misinformation. This is completely wrong. You're talking nonsense here. So I made sure um, that it was, it was vital that this had to be bulletproof. So I made a video. It was 13 and a half minutes long. It was called Twins of Evil. I put it up on YouTube. And basically what it was about is Ted Ross Adnam, which is the director of the World Health Organization currently, um, and Bill Gates. Uh, and WHO was talking about that in it itself. So I basically talked and spoke about that. I added in clips of Bill Gates talking himself, um, Ted Ross talking himself, factual stuff on the WHO. And so I added all that in about 13 and a half minutes. And within, so that was my very first video to ever go up on YouTube. And within about 48 hours, I put up, I think, late Sunday night. And I came back from work on the Tuesday evening, two days later, roughly. And I had an email from YouTube saying, sorry, Mind Wars, but your video has uh, violated our community guidelines. So um, that was all the gimme. You get a chance to reply to YouTube. So I replied. And the thing when you're replying to YouTube is you're only allowed a certain amount of letters or characters in the actual description. So I wanted to write a big email to him and saying this, this and this. You're completely wrong. Can you? prove from your side i realized when i was about maybe 
a tenth of the way through the email, it stopped. So I couldn't actually write anymore. So I had to st- start it again. And what I had to do basically was write a very, very brief um, description. And what I wrote in a nutshell is basically, if you can tell me, YouTube, um, anywhere in your community guidelines that I, or from Mind Wars, have basically um, violated any of these community guidelines, right? And I've said is misinformation. If you can, any one second or one minute of that video I've done, if you can prove to me and show to me that anything I've said in that is completely out of context or is false or is lies, please let me know and then we can go from there. And of course, they responded within about 48 hours and it was pretty much identical. Same email. All it was was no explanation. All it was a sorry mind wars again. Um, after reviewing it, we still feel that your content has violated our community guidelines. Of course, they, they know the information I had was right, but they just they won't go against it because the WHO, Bill Gates and all these people are in bed with Silicon Valley. So they can't you can't even if you're speaking out the truth or facts, you can't go against the WHO guidelines, regardless if you have umpteen amounts of evidence to, to produce in front of them. Say, look, what you're doing here is completely criminal is completely out of context and it's not right what you're actually doing um so you can't almost go against them um you know even even for people even i have a few notes here in front of me people can go check out the video like you're saying you can, you can leave the, the links in the description below us you can't find it on youtube anymore because obviously they banned it but you can find it on my other channel it's still up there um, bit shoot, and not many people know about bit shoot spelled b-i-t-c-h-u-t-e it's actually the alternative of um youtube so basically, if anybody's getting censored on YouTube or, you know, because we know uh, YouTube itself is has a, a passionate hatred for freedom of speech. So um, which I admire greatly and everybody should admire greatly is, is the fact that freedom of speech um, is being completely um, thrown under the carpet. Nobody can basically say you're kind of put into a box what you can and can't say. I mean, who are these people to say what I can and can't say? Who gives you the so-called human right to say this? Um so, um, but you can still find a bit shoot, thank, thankfully enough, because bit shoot actually allows um, people to speak their mind and, and say, say what they want to say, obviously. And people will say to me, when it comes to, like, say, freedom of speech, for argument's sake, um, you know, what is freedom of speech? How can you define it? What's it about? Well, freedom of speech, without going into a long, drastic conversation over it, is basically, it's the freedom to speak, simply the freedom to speak, and that's what it is. Now, people, of course, will argue then, well, if you're saying hateful stuff, or you're saying, you know, stuff that's discriminatory, and so on and so on, should you be allowed to just say this, or can you not say this? It's like, no, no, you have to be allowed to say what you're able to say. It's not freedom of speech otherwise. If you're allowed to say this, but you can't say that. So the only answer I'll have for those people who say, obviously, I don't agree with, with, with hatred amongst people, race, and none of that kind of stuff. Of course, we condone all that kind of stuff. But the difference is, if that kind of stuff is said in, in a so-called freedom of speech argument, there are, there are laws there. And there is police that I would hope to call to your door and they can actually, you know, bring it to court over these kind of things. So there's laws there for people to actually step outside the boundaries, that kind of stuff. But for people to say, or, or ministers or prime ministers say that you can only say this, or Silicon Valley to say we can and we cannot say what we're going to say, who are you to control this? Like? So they, they should have no say in the matter um, as, as regards freedom of speech. But what I would like to say, which I think is an important part at the moment, because thankfully a lot of people are waking up um, the more and more this um, scam goes on worldwide with the whole um, so-called pandemic. Um, I'll just read out here a couple of bullet points that I have that's actually you'll find in the video that I done myself. And what it is, is basically some of the stuff is about Gates, as I say, it's about WHO, because a lot of people will be under this, or the people who are not fully awake or the people who are kind of sitting on the fence and are coming to the party a bit late and are kind of, they know something's not right, but they don't know where to look for this information or, or how to understand actually what is going on in the world currently. Well, 
a good place to start is the WHO itself, the World Health Organization. Because most people think, oh, they're great, they're, they're doing good things and people are funding them and they're, they're helping sick people around the world and so on and so on. The little busy bees are at, at, are at the bottom of the, of the pyramid in the actual WHO itself. They're doing what they can do. The normal people are going around the place and they don't have really a clue what's actually going on. It's the people at the top, the very people at the very top of the WHO are seriously, seriously corrupt people. Um, and what I was going to say was the guy, the director general of that, which is called Ted Ross Adnam. So a small little brief rundown on... Um, Ted Ross Adnam, which the guy, his background, he comes from Ethiopia, and a couple of decades back, he was um, he was a foreign minister over there. He's the minister for health. He, but he was also the crucial part was he was uh, one of the one of the main guys in a, a terrorist organization called TPLF, and I, I I won't go into every detail on it, but the people, if they watch the video, you can get more context around this. And what it is, the TPLF basically, they're a murderous communist um, party that are over there, terrorist organization, or is what they are. Now, that's not some conspiracy theory, because if people can check on the, the, um, the American database, still the government database today, they are still officially down there as a terrorist organization. And Ted Ross Adnam, you know, the main public official guy that's leading us out with this so-called pandemic, he was part of this communist murderous regime. I'm not saying he particularly murdered anyone himself, but he was part of that cabal that, w- that wouldn't have condoned it. So this is the kind of stuff that's going on. He also, for a, for a guy that's you know all about health, he covered up over three cholera outbreaks or attacks that were actually back there in the day. Anybody that um, was a distance against him was struck out straight away, was, tra- was tracked down and brought back to justice. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But it's, this Tedras Adnam, I wouldn't even let the guy run a bat, never mind run the World Health Organization as, as we're speaking currently at the minute. But of course, when, when we go into the World Health Organization, people have to realize um, who's running that. It's, it's Bill Gates. So it's basically Bill Gates is the biggest financial backer to the, um, the World Health Organization currently and has been for the last couple of months. And um, when Trump, I think it was end of May or sometime around, Trump actually uh, backed away from it. The hundreds of millions that of American dollars that he was pumping in, these people are pumping in per year, they were getting zero, nothing back. And he looked into some of the criminality that was behind it as well. Now, he didn't do enough. He needs to go further about it. But he realized what was going on and they couldn't show proof of this, that and whatever else he was asking for. So they said, no, this is not right. We're not getting any benefit at all. China had more say to them and China were down the pecking order as far as the actual funding went. So Bill Gates was number two, of course. Uh, and then, of course, when Trump fell out or left it because of, for very good reasons and a lot more should leave the World Health Organization as well until they clean up their mess inside. Um, he, uh, Ted Ross, um, then it's like anytime Ted Ross talks, it's basically Bill Gates talking because Bill Gates pretty much owns and runs the World Health Organization. He's the biggest financial backer. So you don't invest or, put, or be a, the biggest financial backer to the WHO unless you're pulling strings inside the place. Unless you're saying, you do this, Ted, you say this, and I'll do that. That's the way it has to be worked that. You, can, you will not invest in something otherwise. Bill Gates is a very, very devious person. And the last couple of months has really, really showed his true colors as to what he is himself. But I mean... A few bullet points on that video that, you know, got banned that people can check out later is um, Gates himself um, in back in 2010. He said that um, he said to the World Health Organization, let's go back 10 years ago. Now, he said to the World Health Organization, he said, I'm going to invest 10 billion into you. And he said, and we're going to, in brackets, he says, in inverted commas, says, we must make this the decade of vaccines. So this is even going back 10 years ago. I mean, he's saying to WHO, like Ted Ross Adnam has been friends and he's been on the board with Bill Gates. And this goes back before. Uh, Ted Ross ever got into power in 2017 with the WHO. And of course, not a couple of months after he got into the into the power of WHO in 2017, who did he go to to elect as um, a goodwill ambassador? Only um, Robert Mugabe. 
of all people. And I mean, if Robert, people don't know who Robert Mugabe is, um, it, it's the genocide that guy has created is unbelievable on his own people. So this is Ted Ross, a communist backed by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Anyway, they're all friends. And that's another longer story, maybe for another day. They're all interconnected that way as well. Um, he's putting this guy uh, as a goodwill ambassador, uh, Robert Mugabe, um, the, the genocide, this guy, thousands and thousands of people in his own country. I mean, it, it's insanity, like this, this, this dictatorship that goes on. But also what was said was, uh, back in India, um, there was 490,000 um, kids paralyzed over there. This is the Indian government and people that were over there, officials, and they ran gates out there a good number of years ago in, in the country itself. That happened between 2000 and 2017 was they said they had 490,000 paralyzed children over there due to Gates' polio vaccine. Um, Gates also, he the vaccine he also funded, uh, I think it was level three of the GSK, GlaxoSmith and Klein. Um, he, he funded that quite, a, the trials in that. It was a phase three trial that GlaxoSmith and Klein were doing. And Gates, of course, Gates again had to pop in and fund, fund, fund. And they had 151 African infants was killed during that trial. And it also caused severe, massive side effects. An average on that trial that they've done alone, just in that one trial, um, they had an average one of six um, had either died or had massive side effects from what it was. So that, that's Bill Gates and that. Also in 2017, the World Health Organization, they didn't want to admit it at first, but after some time, they reluctantly admitted that the polio outbreak that was going on, um, they said it was actually due, massively due to the vaccine strain. So what was actually in the vaccines itself, especially in, say, the Congo, Afghanistan, uh, Philippines, place like that. And then if we roll on a year later, which is back in, or in 2018, they said later, they said that WHO had said 70% of global polio cases were due to the vaccine strain. So they're actually coming out and missing this stuff again afterwards. Um, another stuff, basically, yeah, and shortly after that, Gates himself, which can be seen in my video also, he admits that he said, after putting out that statement, he said, we can actually... He said we can probably reduce the world depopulation as well. Now, Bill Gates is massively into uh, world depopulation, and that's either old news or new news for some people. A lot of people who are awake will notice that it traces back to um, William Gates or Bill Gates Sr., his dad, back in the you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, and that, that the, the eugenics movement backed in. Um, it was a girl called Margaret Sanger, S-A-N-G-E-R. People can look her up. She was a notorious, horrible, horrible uh, woman, and she basically was over eugenics. So she, her thing was she wanted to actually write, wipe out a lot of the Negro um, generations, what she was actually um, involved in. And after a while, because the eugenics word itself was, was you know, wasn't the most best sounding word. So they tried to sugarcoat a small bit and they changed the eugenics name on, in her terms and basically put it in as plant parenthood. And that's what's because it sounds better than eugenics itself. But of course, after Margaret Sanger, she basically passed the reins on to um, Bill Gates's dad. So Bill Gates's dad was one of the head members um, of the Planned Parenthood. Now, the old saying is the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So he was massively, you do not li align your, unless your values are the same as Margaret Sanger, you do not get an, be one of the head members of the, of the Planned Parenthood um, unless you align with the same values. And that was passed down to Bill himself, uh, Bill Gates, as we know today. So that's, that's another story about depopulation. He's massively involved in that and always has been. Um, but uh, if you go back even to another little bullet point I have here is, in 2014, um, Kenya's Catholic Doctors Association, they accused the World Health Organization of chemically sterilizing millions of unwilling Kenyan women with a tetanus, tetanus vaccine campaign. Independent labs found that a sterility formula in every vaccine was that was tested. And they said also, 
after denying the charges. So the World Health Organization originally at the beginning, they denied these um, allegations and charges. But after some time, they actually finally had to admit this, that, that they had been developing the sterility vaccine for not just a year, but for 10 years, a decade, they had been developing this and they denied it at the very beginning. So especially in places like, I'm um, say, Tanzania, Nicaragua, Mexico and the Philippines, they later had the very same statements coming out as well. And finally, I'll just add in this bit was um, in 2017, a study showed that the WHO's popular DTP vaccine is killing more African children um, than, the, than the disease it prevents. And the DTP girls suffer 10 times the death rate of children who had not yet received the vaccine. The World Health Organization, of course, um, has refused to call the lethal vaccine, which it forces upon tens of millions of African children each year. So, Chris, let me just ask you. Oh, I've seen, you know, the manifestation of everything that you have mentioned, because I grew up in the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that Philippines is one of those that will just receive a lot of um, charitable or donations. And since our economy is dependent on the IMF also and the World Bank. So, you know, when they give you certain, I understood that when I was still young that there's that multinational corporations in controlling everything. So I think my question is what makes a person or a population gullible to just re, just accepting what's given to them, okay? Because and and then that then if and then can you lead us also to yeah? What could they do in order to really search? I know you mentioned about going straight to the WHO, you know, and information. And I know another speaker, an advocate. He, she will always say, go, go to World Economic Forum. Okay. Yes. So, but what makes, what makes a person like, you know, it's for us, it's, we can see it well. We seem to hear it well. But then others, it like, it's totally different. Yeah. It's, it's your question is saying, what can the, the population kind of a country do? Um, if this sort of, you know, so-called vaccine campaigns are going to be rolled into your nation, what, what can people do or like you're saying they're kind of gullible maybe to a certain extent or what's the yeah um well it's a good question and it's a hard one in the sense that um not very hard to answer but um it's very hard in the sense to give um a solution i guess to what it is because um like you've said like uh, the philippines and africa and countries like i mean we could we could name loads of them but those countries in particular anyway and india can be another one as well there's loads of them we can name out um like you say, they're funded maybe by the IMF, there's banks, there's all these different uh, measures in the background that the average person in that population, be it the Philippines or, or wherever it might be, be in a certain uh, places in Africa, the average person is not, um, is not aware as to what it is. Also, the government, because you're in a poor country, the government wants to actually, so we, we could come along the terms of saying the government or, or the minister himself are complicit in a lot of these crimes. They are knowingly knowing that these can have seriously harmful uh, impacts uh, on the on the actual population itself, which you can go down the route in the genocide and, other, and that's another story. Maybe. But they, um, so it's kind of like, unfortunately, a lot of people still trust their government. And when, you, when you're so poor as well in a nation, you might have only a bowl or two of rice a day to base. That's what you're survival on. You're walking miles and miles and miles just to get buckets of water. Um, it's almost like you can't, you've nothing really. It's almost like you have to accept. 
almost if you know or you don't know, it's kind of like, well, what choice do I have? It, it's it's very it's a very difficult situation. Those people, thankfully, I was never in the situation, but I can just imagine what it's like to be put in that kind of situation. That your government is doing these, uh, you know, backdoor deals. Um, with these these elites and these massive companies knowing they're going to get billions and billions and billions but the the unfortunate side effect of that is that you know this is going to be run through the population of, of their of their country whatever country you're actually in itself and they're going to do trials here the trials there they're like um like africa is notorious for being being a testing ground for these kind of people through all sorts of trials and vaccines and uh, that's only one implication worldwide and then they try and if this if they see something might be working in africa it's like oh we can try it on you know maybe america we can try it somewhere else but there's more of a resistance people have money people can go to solicitors people have something to say hold on i've more of a backbone i'm not going to do this but people are in these starving nations and barely have clothes to put on their back and barely enough food to feed their kids they're in such a it's, it's this tremendous situation that they're being put upon and their government is actually they know a lot of this and a lot of places can they even search for some of this information uh with, with, do they have wi-fi do they have you know a certain access to be the library be a books be an anything we, we don't know because they're so they're so poor in areas it's very hard to get valid information it's almost like a lot of them are cut off from the outside world as to knowing what is going on and a lot of them unfortunately still have a lot of trust in the government, thinking the government we are doing actually an okay thing for us. They're helping us maybe in a in a health impact. It'll all be sold to you in a nice kind of way. Um, and while the government get billions, I'm sure the government people are not taking these vaccines themselves. Um, you can be sure they're not or their kids are not taking it, but they will roll out in the population. And it, it, it kind of goes back to the question of some people kind of going, well, how does a human do that? How could a human basically let that upon their nation? Well, the simple answer is me or you wouldn't because we're normal. Um, we have a, a passion for love, but um, these people, these absolute psychopaths, they have no empathy. They have no remorse for, for humans out there. It's, it's really, it's evil as what it is. And I define nearly evil as the absence of love. And that's what it kind of comes down to in, in a sense of what it is. Money and control and have connections with the big boys is a lot of what leads um, this is going on. And sometimes the government themselves, they don't have much control um, in what it is because, like like you mentioned a minute ago, I'd advise that is um, if people go to WHO, you, you, you'll get certain things on it, yeah, um, And but definitely the World Economic Forum is, like you mentioned briefly there, is a very good platform to go to because uh, the founder of that, a guy called Klaus Schwab, which has been 50 years in the making. That's what this whole COVID stuff going on at the minute. This is no coincidence. It just didn't happen overnight. And, you know, it seems like some random event that just, just occurred out of nowhere. Like all this stuff has been planned. And he, he has planned stuff for decades. Um, and this is basically the COVID situation is basically used as a, a vector or an entry point to basically further the goals of the new world order and basically get their agenda going as to where they want to go to but they want to get there in a quicker time. And not only now are they not, like before they would try and hide it and you'd have to try get really fight sources of information. Now they've actually, the one thing COVID is it might be negative and it might be, you know, a dark and gloomy for a lot of people. And it is because lots of people have lost their lives and businesses and through, um, through lockdowns and, you know, suffering and the suicide rate has gone highly up as well in a lot of countries. But the one thing the positive part has done is it's woken that definitely a lot of people up. And now not only are these, you know, psychopaths, uh, in the background that were behind the curtain a lot now they're actually entered the room now they're showing their face now they're actually advertising their stuff on the world economic platform they're actually telling you what their, what their plans are for you know 2025 20 uh, 2030 
they're actually telling you what they are. So I've said to you, can you imagine the stuff they're not telling you if they're actually advertising this stuff on the website? What's the stuff they're actually not telling you? So that's definitely a good place to go as well. Uh, I mean, there's loads of like, I, I could list off loads of links, loads of places to go. I can, I can all, I can talk to you afterwards if you want and I can leave loads of links in the description for people to actually go. So they know if they're, if they're interested in what we're saying, they can actually click on these links, which are valid links and good source of information. So you won't have to be rumbling through it, kind of going, is this false? Is this fake? I'm not sure which to believe here. Like a lot of stuff we cannot, you know, as I said to people, Fear is what got us into this mess in the last couple of months. Love will take us out of it. But through uniting with people and, and, and truthful information, that's why they're running. these elites are running scared at the moment is because um, censorship is going to the roof simply because um, the truth is getting out there. The, the, the wheels in their carriage is falling off the track at the moment, slowly but surely. So they're going, they're hyper going into censorship because they know, they know that the truth movement is stuff that's out there, valid information. And they're, they're suppressing any information they can that might lead to some, somebody finding out what it is and people uniting together and kind of realizing hey do you know what this is one big hoax that's actually it's the biggest hoax i've ever seen in humanity that's been played out um currently and the evidence is becoming more and more evident every day it's, it's long people need to stop talking about this conspiracy theory stuff and all this yes governments are conspiring against us it's not no longer a theory anymore this is and the factual evidence is there um i could spend hours and hours and hours you probably have to do a, a separate couple of podcasts to actually get all the information in as then the whole diagram where they're all connected joining all the dots together and how all this was actually orchestrated how it all came about but definitely world economic forum like you like you mentioned is definitely a good starting point for uh for a lot of people to go and um start resourcing and look at information because most people will never even heard of that especially people who are awake will will know about it but people who are not awake and just are going around with their head up in the sky what will i do i don't know what's going on a lot of people come to me for asking for links and information and where do you source stuff and how do you know this information and where do you get it and um and it's it's a long story in itself but and i'm happy to help anybody with with information they want to know truthful information because that's why i do a research research consistently day in day out it's a passion it's a hobby of mine i said i'm tired of humanity being lied to and and that's where i didn't even get to finish earlier where with the videos i basically went on from video into um the podcast and after that because no longer i said was i just going to sit in my room and make videos which is fine all that but i want to basically connect with people around the world and get their stories get get doctors on get scientists on get you know authors of tens of you know, and many books they've wrote as well and such valid areas of the professional their fields so it's not just me um blurting my mouth about stuff and get people on as well on the show that can actually on, a, on my platform a freedom of speech platform that they can talk no problem at all uncensored and get their information out there to the people and let the people decide because silicon valley are acting in this manner that we're little school kids and we as adults no longer can decide and um, what information we should listen to and what information we should shouldn't listen to so that needs to stop and they're they're running scared at the moment as to what's going on so they're trying to censor 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 um is there is there option at the minute because they have to because their their agenda unfortunately is is unraveling by the day which is which is good for me and you <laughs> and i um I cannot agree and strongly agree with your what you're saying because again, um, it's just right in March when I heard about it because I, I was in New York when I heard about that, the declaration of WHO that it is pandemic and I, I without knowing all the other news for my intuitive saying, oh, that's kind of it's right away I felt in my heart this is this sounds fishy already for me but as you're saying one thing with energy energy it will always reveal something more and i really have i i know that again i mentioned about control you know imfs world bank economics but i've never seen it so clearly till now like whoa and you're right 
they're stepping out there like say, okay they they they're out there more to scare people so and people will always say okay you're you're looking into you're in the wrong information or they say oh you're not going into the who or united nations or if it's in the philippines they'll say okay go to doh so what people doesn't know is they really have to go beyond what the the government or the the main control information because for me everything alternative seems to be much better see i'm alternative health practitioner even when i was still in the philippines i believe already in alternative health care and it seems like everything that's much better for humanity is on the alternative so now with the podcasting um, it's really interesting that it's even getting stronger now when you when earlier chris you were talking about people coming together what i wanted to see and it's coming because i haven't seen a group of all women is speaking up but i heard that there's a summit coming and there are like five or six women and mostly doctors except for one and then they're going to have a summit about the situation i said wow that's what has to happen a group of this specialists like let's say now doctors are coming out so now i want to see a lot of lawyers coming out and you know so that in 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 different just different instances right so yeah no i, I couldn't agree more and um and thankfully that there's um if people haven't heard of it there's a, a thing called the world's doctors alliance um, that's basically out at the moment. It's about a thousand doctors um, from Germany, Ireland, Holland, countries all over the world have basically been coming together and saying like, you know, we need to sort out this. Something is not right here. People's freedoms, humanity has been taken over here. Um, these are professionals now in their own field. As I say, no conspiracy theory stuff here. This is basically professionals in their own field are coming together from all over the world. They set up committees and they're basically trying to, um, in a legal manner, take down these people and say, look, what you're doing is completely wrong. The social distance, or well, I would call it unsocial distancing is what it is because there's nothing social about it. And um, Wearing the masks have been proven time and time and time again. It, they do not work. The mask for this particular um, so-called virus, uh, COVID-19, that hasn't been proven yet to exist, um, has basically... Why are people wearing them? It's like it's like a, you're going around with this muzzle or a face nappy on you for something that you do not need. You also, you've, it's never been in my knowledge done through history where you've quarantined the healthy. It's just, it hasn't been done. Um, so you can talk about the face mask, you can talk about the social distancing, um, you can walk here, you must walk in this spot, follow this arrow, all this absolute ludicrous nonsense. There is no science backing um, behind any of this. But what it is, there's an awful lot of mental health disturbance behind um, what's going on and the programming and controlling um, the consciousness or subconscious mind and the perceptions, what they're doing. I mean, how was this all orchestrated? I mean, it was through fear. A lot of it was through fear because then the population, they got into fear. They've tried things before like world wars, they've tried um, famine, they've tried all sorts of um, situations back through the generations none of them quite really worked so they thought you know what if we if we can just think of something like this that will you know run right throughout the world itself in a so-called health crisis um how can we basically achieve the goals quicker and they've, they've 
they've did, unfortunately been doing a quite quite a good job at it and these past few months. But now, thankfully, because it's going on and going on, um, and of course, the end goal, one of them is, is um, they want to create this, they want to get this vaccine, this Bill Gates vaccine, and they say once you get this vaccine in Europe, sometime maybe in 2021, um, then we can go back to our normal lives again. But maybe the first time won't work, so you'll have to get vaccinated again a second time and maybe a third time. So at least it goes on and on and on and on. There is no actual proof there. And people, if you want to step back, even even if you were to go to the mainstream, I don't, generally don't suggest anybody go to mainstream sources, but even uh, the ONS over here in England at the moment, their studies and what they've done, they said, if you are to look at the past couple of years alone, even go back the last 13 years, if you want to, quite a number of years anyway, that they, you know the mortality rate, fatality rate, the death rate, excess death rate, all these numbers together, they said currently, as, as I'm speaking to you now, as you, I was only looking at it two days ago, that the numbers um, of deaths and all I just mentioned throughout the whole year, for any other year, this year they've been the exact same, only, if anything, they're actually slightly lower. So why are we in this so-called pandemic situation? Why are we in the pandemic last year or the year before? We've had more deaths from tuberculosis and all sorts of other diseases we can mention around the world, heart disease, cancer. Why aren't we in a so-called pandemic every year like that? So there is no proof um, uh, we're in a pandemic, it's definitely more and more obvious at this stage. But even getting back to what you're saying, like going forward and what we're doing, these uh, World Doctors Alliance, thankfully, are you know going forward with this kind of movement, and they're, they're kind of they're working under the radar a certain amount at the moment. Um, I know one of the girls that's that's on. I was speaking to her the other night, um, Professor Dolores Cattle, and she's the president of the World Doctors Alliance, and they're they're moving forward thankfully at, at a fast pace, and they're going to hold as many people as they can accountable. It's a big it's a big story in itself to go into all the intricate details of that. But if people wanted to work, look up World Doctors Alliance, you'll get all your your a lot of information answers on stuff there, which is great. Now it'll cost a lot of money, but thankfully a lot of people are coming forward like barristers, solicitors. They know what's going on as a scam, so they're offering their free without any payment. They want to go forward and help with this movement as well. So bills and bills are not mounting and mounting in, in, from one end at least anyway. So that's what they're doing and they're, they're pushing the, 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 the wheels further and further down the tracks of basically destroying a lot of this stuff that's going on because businesses are being wrecked. They're, everything that's been done so far is completely unjustifiable. Even people who are not awake are saying to me, Chris, but none of this makes sense. The measures the government just brought in the other day, the measures they're bringing in next week, none of this makes sense. And I goes, of course none of it makes sense. I says, do you even see, it's like a psychological warfare. I said, the more they can almost make, none make, not make sense as we're going on at the moment, the more they can actually see a human, like something that doesn't make sense and it can never be proven through science or any, you know, from a doctor or anybody else because it simply doesn't make sense. But the more, say, you will use the mask for an argument, say, the more you use the mask and you know it is make, making no sense wearing this whatsoever, but you still wear it. So you're still, th- these elites in the background are laughing at you, knowing that you know something is so wrong but they can make you wear it or make you do certain things anyway. So it, it goes on and on like that, the way that the control, it's all been controlled as well, obviously through, through fear, because through theory of consequence, I mean, people's perception for argument's sake has been completely lost throughout this for months and months and months. So like Silicon Valley, uh, WHO for argument's sake, they gave out, uh, I'll give you a good instance or a good example, it was only not too long ago over here, WHO changed their tune. All of a sudden they were saying, oh, um, yeah, masks do work. Masks, masks are great. Now we should start wearing masks. So Nicola Sturgeon, which is uh, up in uh, Scotland at the moment over here, she's the little ringleader up there, of course, and she basically started saying we need to have kids wearing uh, masks in school. So people confronted her over and said, why, Nicola? Why, why are the kids all of a sudden wearing a mask? Her simple answer was, it was being advised and I'm going under guidelines of the WHO. 
So a lot of people can say, well, how is this orchestrated worldwide? How every government can't be involved. Every every doctor, every site, of course, they're not all involved is what it is. But it's like one arm of the ship is is the WHO and the other arm is is a Silicon Valley in itself. So WHO simply has to give out the orders. Obviously, control by Bill Gates, which which the cult itself or the 1% of the New World Order, you want to talk about, they are controlling Bill Gates and that's where it stops. And that 1% are... That's a whole podcast or a few podcasts in itself, but it's that you have simple names that people should look up if you're not aware. Simple household names like the Rockefeller families, the Rothschild uh, families. Look up their two big household names that are involved. There's many other families, but these are billion, trillionaire people that are involved behind the curtain that are basically using Bill Gates as a gopher. Bill Gates puts puts it on. He's a face for it. He puts pushes it in into WHO because he's the financier. He controls that's what's going on there. And he controls the direction of what is said across the world. So all, all it is is one phone call, one email from WHO across the world to all different governments. This is what we're revising today. Mass didn't work last week. All of a sudden, now we've done some new study. Mass are fantastic. Let's introduce that in the population. So what you have is like... Uh, kind of like a technocratic society has turned into where even Boris Johnson here at the moment, the prime minister in England, he, um, he comes out and you know, it's all scripted. He's like, the whole thing is a script and you've been played out basically. So he's basically saying, I'm guided by the science. He's guided by what? Uh, Witty, Valance, Neil Ferguson, Professor Neil Ferguson. Do we even need to go down that route with him? He must be known worldwide at this stage because of the, um, the he, well, Neil Ferguson, another guy bought up by Bill Gates, of course, massively connected uh, Ferguson is to the Imperial College here in London. And of course, who funds that of tens of millions to the tune? Bill Gates again. So you can see these people in, in power, like 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 Whitty, like um, you know, uh, Valance and these people that are in the, the British government itself. Uh, you know, as Boris said, I'm being guided by the science. You're being by, guided by Bill Gates really in the background because these people are, are control. A lot of people have they've they've invested hundreds of thousands, these so-called scientists as well. They've invested in the vaccine. So they don't want anything like hydroxychloroquine. They don't want any of that stuff entering the market. They want to get it off as quick as they can because that's going to get in the way of um, these massive big pharma companies producing um, uh, these vaccines that are what they want down the road. And of course, Bill Gates is heavily, has his blueprint fingers dabbled in every single, nearly one of them. That's kind of going. And I actually show some of that in uh, another video I made called, um, uh, what's it called? Did I call it? Um, Medical Tyranny was another one I, that I, uh, another video that I created is about, 26 or 27 minutes long and I go through parts of that and break it down very easy for people as to connecting all the dots because you see Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and people just go oh yeah just one organization that's it but when you go into um to Unihead when you go into WHO um there's a whole host of them there you can actually go into and you're like oh Bill Gates is the board of that oh Bill Gates is massively funding all this again so he's he's connected to literally everything but on the face of it they look all independently Looking independently to the average person, they're actually all connected in the background. They're all getting out of the same bed in the morning. So, I mean, the dots go on and go on, but the average person won't see them or won't connect them. And that's what I've been trying to do for certain people as well to kind of to wake them up or make things a bit easier. And then I transferred onto a bit of a to podcasting. And so, yeah, so here we and are today. Chris, and, and Chris, <laughs> when ordinary people, like even for me, right? Maybe when did Bill stop? being the CEO of his company. And then he started doing all this global charitable work. So it, it's like, you know, at the first sight, it's like, wow, that's so nice. You, you know, people can then, oh, they're distributing computers. And, you know, those are like right now, they're basic like for the kids. So it's everything is just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's really good to have the money so you could do something. Until and I I didn't I didn't see that video or the TED talk that he did about the vaccine, you know. So again, you're busy in your day-to-day -day life, and then suddenly 
this happened. So that's why I said, wow, this is really when I really saw it because I didn't really expect him. I He could donate whatever he wants to donate, but for him to be in the forefront talking about COVID and pandemic, I said, what does he have anything to do with it? Be, you know, like he's not a science person. And then yeah, when someone says, oh, there's, you should look at the science. I'm, even my colleagues, the nurses, right? I said, what? And I just didn't want to into argument, but what science, which science, where are you looking at? I said, because that's the same thing as I could say also my science, but I guess my, 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 my basic instinct, even was as a child, is always going to that, that is not popular. Whenever it's not popular, I want to know more. So thank goodness for all the censorship that's happening. Sometimes it leads me to the right information. Yeah, I, I find um, people ask me, how do I find uh, censorship? So I, I got censored again recently about uh, about maybe two, three weeks ago. I done a, I had David Icke on the show. I done an interview with David and put up on YouTube. And within five hours, uh, YouTube took it down. And basically their answer this time was, um, again, violated WHO guidelines. You're pretty much, you're not allowed to go outside WHO, regardless of if it's true or factual information. We need to be guided by WHO. They are superiors now worldwide. They're calling the shots. So how dare me go outside it? So myself and David had a normal conversation. And like, if, you know, was it misinformation? Did we say something really, really bad in it? Did we incite something? No, of course we didn't. But they're afraid of truthful information getting out there because they know the momentum is picking up, that more people, like I said, are looking to the, the alternative source, the truthful information. They're tired of the mainstream. They're, they're not looking at it. They're bullshit anymore because it's lies, lies, lies consistently all the time to blindfold you as to what you really should be looking into. Um, so um, I feel like... I, I woke up, uh, I think I put up late, um, whatever, Wednesday night, a couple of weeks back, and, yeah, and I woke up and seen the email in the morning, and, yeah, and instead of getting out of the bed, kind of going, oh, my God, I don't believe this, my episode of David Icke was, was banned on YouTube, what am I going to do, pulling my hair out, the one episode I didn't want banned, and all of a sudden I got banned, I actually woke up with a smile on my face when I was reading the email, and I just thought, yes, all that means is I don't have to question anymore, it all means is I'm poking the bear and I'm doing something right, simple as that, and that's all I can say to people who haven't been censored before on certain things is, initially you will if you're censored the first time you'll be throwing the ties out of the cart and you'll be going ape shit and you'll be like oh i don't believe this and so on and so on but look you're doing something right unless you actually genuinely have horrible racial discriminatory hatred information and that's a different story but that can be dealt with in a criminal matter or the police investigation or that kind of route but what i'm actually talking about in podcasts are nothing got to do with that it's truthful information to get out to the people and like i said earlier i'm not here to brainwash the people i'm here to even I want the people even to what I say. I'm happy for people to go question what I say and say, do you know what he said? I'm not sure what Chris said. I don't quite buy into it. I'm not really quite sure what he's on about. By all means, go go research it. Go go do your own information. That's why I say to people in these times. People say, what can I do? One of the things you can do, obviously, is turn off your TV, turn off your radio, stop buying the rags of mainstream papers. Stay well away from them. They're there to consistently drag and bring up fear, fear, fear into you. And that's going to keep their, their whole momentum going. Stay well away from that. Look to your alternative sources um, as, as to where you can find this information. Start connecting with people that are on maybe similar wavelengths to you. Because we know... Unfortunately, we cannot wake up everybody, no matter how much you, you shake a person or no matter how much you put valid information um, in front of their face. They're still kind of going, well, I know what you're saying, but uh, maybe we should just do what the government says. And yeah, it might be, it might be just three weeks. Yeah, like, like they said back in March, it's just three weeks to flatten the curve. We're now in November and we're back into more lockdowns again. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it would never stop unless uh, humanity actually are going to. People ask me that question is like, 
when is it going to end? When is all this going to come to an end? When do they plan it ending? Well, they don't plan it ending. Like it's it's part of the great global reset. It's part of a, and that's not, and when I mean by the great global reset, I don't mean press a button on your computer and that's it, everything's reset and we start all over again in the morning. It's another word for transformation. I mean a huge transformation of literally. It's not just me naming five different things. It's everything. It's the human biology. Um, it's, it's it's the infrastructure. It's the way we think, the way we live. It goes into transhumanism. I mean, it goes it's massively, and it's all documented. A lot of this, the, the Klaus Schwab, again, I go back to him, for instance, just because you brought it up, there's plenty of other sources I can leave in your links below. But he talks about all this kind of stuff in, in, inside and as well. And these kind of societies that he wants for humans moving forward, he thinks it'll be the, the superhuman. I can tell you it'll be nothing. It'll be the furthest thing away from a superhuman. Um, so horrible situations were going down, but um, dealing with censorship, look, YouTube is what it is. I don't advise people to necessarily go onto YouTube anymore. I would I would go to places like BitChute. Um, if you're if you're uploading videos or want to see videos, you can actually get information there. And I say to people in these kind of times is, like, go back to what can we do or what, I don't know what to believe. I say to people is like, through this, I've never seen as many people with their heads frozen. Very intelligent people, but their minds just get paralyzed simply through fear and their perception. Um, I would say to open up your mind, start critically thinking again, start being a human again, just start thinking for yourself. Stop listening to all the nonsense that's going on in the mainstream and the rubbish that they're, that they're putting in you. They don't care what your health impacts. If they did, they wouldn't be carrying on lockdowns. We know lockdowns have created more dire uh, catastrophic uh, impacts than, than if we didn't have any kind of lockdowns. And we're having lo- lockdowns for something that we have less deaths currently than, than any other year um, gone previous. Um, so it's it's ridiculous where, where the whole situation is going. They know it's ridiculous. It's like It's like the... It's the biggest fabricated lie they could probably come across. And the greater the lie, the greater you can just add it, start adding more bits to it. All of a sudden now, um, every every week there's some new implication. If it was a so-called virus that you had that's just categorized in one little box, you have maybe five, six different bullet points. This is what it is. This is what we need to do. But as the whole pandemic or pandemic has went through month after month, it's consistently got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Change this. Don't wear this. Do this instead. Now we think this worked. Or just through the new science we came up with last week, and we think it's better if the human does this. It's all about separation. It's all about divide and conquer, which they've been doing uh, fantastically well at the moment. You know, it, you're, they've been setting children against you in the sense that if your auntie or grandmother comes around, you're, you're ingraining in a child that's three, four, five years of age. It's bad to hug your grandmother or your auntie because you might kill him. You might give him a virus. This kind of nonsense that's been um, drilled into people's heads, especially the child, even, even referring briefly back to the mask itself. You know, the mask, the psychological damage the mask is doing, never mind even the health impact that it's doing for, for a child as well of that age that hasn't a fully developed brain, hasn't fully developed um, anything uh, going on in their body. And this is what, um, you know, I, I say to parents, like, what are you doing to your kids like? This is insanity what you're doing to your own kids. Send them to school wearing masks there for six, seven, eight, nine hours a day um, and no actual science behind it. Go do your own research and you will find after your own research, you kind of go, actually, hey, that Chris guy in that podcast wasn't too wrong after all. There was a bit of truth in what he was saying. And um, that's why I'd say to people is do your own ind- individual research as well, as well as if you want to listen to me. But, you know, take on board what I say, but also go and go and validate some of it. Go and I'm happy for you to go. people go criticize that as well and see if you can find what I'm saying is actually false. And that's actually how I learn a lot for myself and everything that I've learned that has helped me grow and develop myself is actually outside the mainstream school. <laughs> so, and then when I hear someone on the radio, I said, oh, and first that's if the sound of the voice or, or the contents of the words are powerful to me, then I would research that right away. So yeah, I wanted also to, that's my experience. So for our listeners and viewers, all I know is that once you go or you, un, you have a question for yourself, 
you go to one source and then all the others come to you. And this is even true for my experience even before the pandemic time. It's just like it comes to you. So when you keep honoring that as a human being, but made in a, you know, be, be beyond of our physical body, then we could really empower ourselves and it will keep attracting to us. Um, Chris, when you, when the, the, your title of your podcast, Mind Wars, what comes into my head is the mind wars outside, you know, that we're hearing from all over and the mind wars inside, which is now our fear, you know, and, and confidence. You can, and so I, I think if we can keep, again, emphasizing more on how we can really discern of what's going on inside, because that's much more powerful when we can, it leads us to see what's going on outside. So keep talking more on that, you know, that's mind war in mind asset that they that our listeners and viewers can use well yeah the mind wars itself um it came about in the sense that you know simply like what you're saying is it's it's a it's a war on for our mind and it's a global war on for our minds that we are trying to pick apart um inside us to what it is and it's going on for before any COVID came around the place there's always been a, a war going on for our mind and it's it's even greater as today as we're speaking now. It's never been so evident um, in people's faces to wake people up that have never been awake before. And and I talk in a sense, even some friends of mine that are back in Ireland, they normally get around about their business. They don't um, they don't think about really what's going on in the world or busy, busy, busy. But like me and like a few others, they had time off a couple of months off in um, when this whole you know scam was going on basically being orchestrated across the world and they were sitting at home for themselves and now they had a lot of time on their hands because they pretty much couldn't they could hardly leave their house or even go to the shop so they said oh we better look and start looking in for some information they start started calling me more and asking more questions and i started sending more information and more links and more more books maybe to look at and more so on and so on and the more they looked into it after maybe only about two months or so a lot of more come back to me and kind of go jesus that stuff you've been taught you've been taught this stuff this said chris for for, for years, a long, long time before any this kind of stuff came about. But I actually thought um, some of the stuff you're talking about was a bit over my head. It was a bit very sketchy. It seemed like something of a sci-fi movie. I didn't actually think it could be played out in humanity as we're speaking now. And because uh, I said years ago, I said there can be a few people that um, can control the world. And they said, no, nah, that, could, that couldn't ever happen. No way could that kind of happen. And well, I said, you've just, it's never been as obvious in the last couple of months where nearly overnight of the click of a finger, um, WHO and governments have come out and you've locked a couple of billion people in their houses overnight so I mean <laughs> there's your argument shut down straight away uh, as to what it, it can be done in itself no justification in it um, but they, they can do it and unfortunately um, humanity has complied so well in all this that's what's frightening for me is, is we can blame the governments we can blame mainstream media because for me I would nearly go above saying that while governments are you know giving out the restrictions and so on and so on of course being orchestrated by people in the background the governments are just just script readers for what's actually going on they're only a spectator and what's going on really um the media itself they have to be held accountable like like governments like certain doctors certain nurses who are complicit in this as well there's some fantastic doctors and nurses that are obviously and um, they know what's going on and, and they're not complicit in all this but these people will have to be held something like a Nuremberg trial in time to come because the crimes against humanity that they've been that has been carried out um, across the world is 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 phenomenal. And if we actually had journalism, like journalism, it's an insult, ins, it's an insult to the word journalism because 
I, I personally haven't met or seen or, or read a, a proper journalist in years and years and years. And I'm talking about journalists now in, say, be it the independent newspaper or certain mainstream newspaper that's going around the world as, as we speak. And because they're simply bought up again and paid by people in the background. Even if you want to get out a story, it'll go to maybe the main editor before they want to release and he'll go, no, sorry, we can't actually release that today. So what I'm trying to say in a nutshell is they're, they're not actually investigated journalists anymore. Some of the people now like the, are the independent ones or the people who have, gained, have nothing to gain from this. They are doing the best they can to do some investigative journalism. But the ones that are for the mainstream establishments, again, be it Silicon Valley, be it your average newspaper or your, your media's uh, mainstream site or, or network channel across the world, CNN for most people will know that obviously is, as one, there's plenty others I could name out. They're used as, as a propaganda machine. They're basically, they're not journalists. They're just regurgitators of information that's passed on to them to say, look, you put up this, you put up that. So the days of thinking in journalism has pretty much gone out the window. And I'd like to just say in that part as well, if they wanted to, and if they were true journalists, journalists were supposed to criticize governments and you know, kind of be on the side of the people as to call out stuff, even if they're not sure themselves, but to really call out certain things in, in a good dialogue debate. And people have, it's been so obvious the past couple of months, they've been complicit in all this crime that's been run through the, the whole world because they haven't criticized anything pretty much, you could say. They basically, if they wanted to, they could all get together months and months ago, all these so-called journalists, if they really wanted to, if they were actual journalists, which they're not, but if they wanted to, they could have called the whole thing out. They could have called it out and said, look, this is completely unjustifiable. There is no science. There's nothing to back up what you're saying. There's no justification. And they could have taken governments down with it. But the, journalism can be so powerful back in the day. It could start and finish a war with the information. Like the information is, is so powerful. It's better than any weapon. Um, so, uh, but they didn't. Uh, and it could have all stopped months and months ago. So like well, some of these people, either they're police officers or they're high up editors of magazines. I have to say to these people is like, do you really think you're getting away with this? Like, do you really think that, you know, you're actually sitting on that, you're sawing off the branch of the tree that you're sitting on yourself. It's only a matter of time. They'll be coming for you as well. And while you think you're doing all the good work for the, for the bad boys um, at the moment, the people hiding in the shadows, uh, so the likes of these Rockefellers and Rothschilds and all these people, you, you think you're doing the good work, but you're not. Because what you're doing is, I say to you, look in the mirror in the morning. What about your, your kids, your grandkids, and your cousins, your own daughters that are growing up? You, what kind of a world are you actually leading for them? Like, you know, when they look back in 20 years' time, they go, Daddy, what did you do in 2020 to, to stop what was going on? They go, oh, oh, well, I got into my uniform every day, and because I had to have a paycheck and I had to do this, and the, my, my senior chief constable commissioner guy, whoever he was, he told me I had to do this, so that's why I did it. And just like the Nazis done back in the war, like, oh, well, I was just doing my job. You know, that kind of an almost an attitude. So like these people, are, they're, they're creating it for their own families. They're not going to escape this as well. So what? all for what, a paycheck at the end of the week? But I'll say that, no, thankfully, there is, you know, I mean, for argument's sake, there's eight or 9,000 nurses. It's a colossal amount in Europe alone. I said they will not be getting a vaccine. Over, I think it's between 20, 27 and 29,000 doctors um, has said they will not be getting the vaccine. So these professionals in their own field, it's not just me or you speaking now kind of from the sidelines as such, you know, but these so-called professionals as well, they're speaking up about it and they're saying, no, enough is enough. We're actually none of this, this whole thing does not make sense. It does not, you know, go with the science. I know you mentioned the science and all that a bit earlier as well. Like what science do you go to? Well, if you're going to the WHO or the mainstream, like I say, always when I look at stuff, um, 
I will always go back seven, eight, nine layers. I will always go back behind it and and kind of go, there's the head and that's fine. Now we need to, I need to go straight behind this to the source. What's going on here? Follow the money trail. Follow where the cookie crumbles are, are lying off and you'll, you'll eventually find that road where it ends. It'll all tie back to the same few people every time. And people are amazed by how it gets linked and tied back all the time to, to a very small amount of few people all the time. They're consistently there in the background driving this on. But all these organizations are acting independently with different brand names on them, which if you go deep and deep and deep into it, you'll find, wow, the connections are running. They're un- they're shocking, some of the connections. And I, because I've been studying this kind of stuff for so many years now, years ago when I started, I was the very same way for people starting off. I was kind of like, well, how do I know if this is real information? How do I know how accurate this source is? Maybe the other source is more accurate than this one. And, and if it is, how do I decide and uh, which one is the better one to go with? It's it's how, I suppose, the easiest way of answering this. You, you'll always be that way starting off, which is understandable. But as time moves on, you will, the more research and the more research you because you can't get this overnight. You won't get this in one year. I've been studying for years. So it takes a long, long time to get so tuned into this. Stuff I could have studied, say, four or five years ago. And I, was, I, I did a big research in a certain area and I left it parted up for a few years. So, okay, that's grand. It's not really, it's not really involved in much. All of a sudden, maybe three years later, I'd come across another source and I go, oh shit, that's actually connected back to the one I studied two, three or four years ago. So you will see the links, but that can only happen over time. Nobody can just go and kind of go, okay, I'm going to like uh, devour all this information in one year and then I'll know exactly what's going on in the world and the way everyone's operating. It won't. It's a consistently open book, but it's a book that you have to go back decades and probably hundreds of years, not even decades. I mean, if you refer back to the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, that those families alone, like you're, that's another good place for people to check out. Look at the Rockefellers, look at the Rothschilds, and you'll see a lot of what's instigated across the world, be it the education system that they, they ran and controlled, be it uh, back in, or I think it was around the 1920s, 100 years ago or so, where they completely changed in the States. The Rockefellers have completely changed the medical system over there as well. And, um, you know, the so-called holistic and and what, what you're doing yourself, Grace, was, you know, was very popular back then. Like they had a, at least 50, 50, maybe 50, 60, 60% or so of it was, you know, away from the normal GP, away from your, your so-called tablets and going down to the pharmacist or the drugstores, they would say in the States, it's all natural, naturopathic stuff that was around. And then, of course, uh, the Rockefellers um, came in and they said, well, we're not going to make much money on vitamin C and vitamin D and zinc and all this kind of stuff. That So we need to change this drastically. We're going to make massive money from the so-called GP or general predictor, and we're going to infiltrate it in all the college system. And that's what they've done. They've done that in all the college systems in the States. So they basically are kind of almost outlawed um, what you're doing uh, yourself today and what you're talking about, naturopathic stuff and normal healing and herbs and all this kind of stuff. They didn't want hadn't got to do that. There was no money in it. And they wanted full control of what was going on. So, I mean, that all changed. So people this stuff that's going on at the moment, if people are just trying to get involved right now and say, I can open a few books, I can look at a few links, I can look one or two websites. And then I'll, then at least I know if I read it a couple of times, I know what's going on. No, it's a starting point, but to really know what's going on, you have to go back and back and it's all connected going back and say tens, hundreds of years. Um, it can go back and further. It's, it's even, if you want to go back further again, you can go back further, but the Rockefellers Rothschild is definitely a good starting place as household names. Um, if you look at the Rockefellers itself, outside of changing education, I mean, they've changed so much um, over, over over hundreds of years. Um, uh, people make me laugh when, when they talk about um, uh, Bill Gates and say, uh, what's the other guy? Jeff Bezos from Amazon. Um, so you think, so currently as you know, if you were to type into Google or somewhere now at the moment, you would see Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man, the guy from Amazon, you know, Bill Gates, number two, I can't remember who's number three. I think Elon Musk, the other psychopath, Elon Musk is number four. And um, you would kind of, oh, these are the so-called, you know, 
the, the big billionaires club and all that. These are the wealthiest people in the world. And I'm kind of go, no, 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 no. If you actually do your proper research, you will see that the likes of Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, if you were to put all their money together, it's only they wouldn't even get into the conversation of the wealth of these people called the Rockefeller family and the Rothschild family. So people really need to check them out. They will, they will find if they can do their proper homework on these people, they will find all the connections um, that will, will spawn off them over time and will definitely get up to the present day. It's a lot of work. So uh, the best to look to people trying to get into it and trying to learn it all now. But look, it's never too late. Get into it and you'll really realize how much humanity has been conned and lied to for hundreds of years and um, going back a long, long way. And you realize that some of what's going on today, it actually makes more sense um, when you understand the background of what's going on. It becomes a lot more sense. Now it's just kind of like people scratching their heads kind of going, well, something doesn't feel right, but I'm not really quite sure at the same time as to what what's going on. It's kind of unexplainable, but I still better just go with the measures they're bringing in anyway to government because we might get our freedoms back if we just flatten the curve again for another three weeks, just like we did in March. Now we're in November. So if we just give it a few more weeks, come up to Christmas, maybe then we'll be let back over cages again. Of course, they're not going to. Um, that's that's not the plan to let you back. The government's never give take take your freedom freedoms off you to give them back three weeks later. It's just, they just don't do that. Uh, and people need to obviously wake up to that uh, impact as well. Just like I've been saying over here in London for a quick example is... um. Uh, when it's going to be locked down on uh, Wednesday night over here. Um, I was saying this months ago and people are saying, oh, no, no, they're just going to do local lockdowns. They're just going to be left to the council. They won't go back to, they won't revert back to a national lockdown. It'd be too catastrophic for businesses and everybody else. And I goes, I said, like, these people are not interested. They're interested in wiping out your small business. Yes, because in a nutshell, they want to basically wipe out all small businesses. And people can't understand that because friends of mine are in business as well and they can't understand it when I explain to them. And I'm trying to say that it's all part of the great uh, global reset. Because in other words, in, not to take up too much more of the podcast, just talking about this part of it, but basically a lot of that is economic crash. That's inevitable. That's what they want. They want that. D- doesn't mean they'll get it, but they're, in, they're doing everything they can. And it's, it's very looking like that. It will be. And it will be worse than the economic crash of, say, 2008, 2009. It'll be more devastating than, than, than anything that we've seen uh, before like that. And they wonder, why is, uh, friends of mine can't understand, they say, well, if we're paying taxes, Chris, if we're paying VAT, we're doing all the right things, we're giving money towards the government, why didn't what they want to, if we're pay, contributing taxes and we're, we're, we're paying for staff and we're all doing things above board the government, why would they just want to wipe my, say, I don't know, hairdressing shop out, out uh, on the morning? Why would they want to get rid of all this kind of stuff? They want to get rid of it because in a, in a, in a sense is that, there's too many business, too many, there's too much population in the world. The depopulation is, is, is not an end goal of what they want to, besides the vaccines, which will be some stuff in that the vaccines will lead to depopulation time. But um, they want to because uh, they want to basically have, how will I explain it? The easiest way of saying it is they want the big, big corporations, i.e. they want like an Amazon one, they want an Amazon two, all under one roof. They don't want all these hundreds of businesses all in the high streets, all little, a little one here, a medium-sized one there, a big one there. They want to control over the big, big multinational corporations and all under one house that they can take more and more control um, as it is moving and, forwards. And that's the role of the psychopath. <laughs> Yeah, there's really, we, we, it's hard to understand from our point of view, a rhyme and reason why they have to do that. And uh, what I'm noticing from ordinary people, when I say ordinary people, so like the workers or those um, have their own businesses, if, if they're not too much affected, when I say not affected, like the people who work in IT, um, they can work in computers, they can do their businesses online and they don't feel that they are so much affected it's like they fully believe that okay it's fine just luck you know we'll just stay home and listen and do the mask thing 
And I don't know, but I know at some point that, you know, if they too will, will be affected economically and they just don't see that. And when you're talking about the Rockefellers and Rothschild, I thought for before I was impressed with a lot of NGOs. And now it's you know, coming again from the Philippines, like, oh, that's good NGO. But I, I know that there are certain NGOs that fully government controlled and we kind of know how to be careful about that. But I didn't know that that's, there's a massive NGO um, in, in different countries, in different platforms, different themes that are all in under that 1% or that elite control. I always imagine them like an octopus, that mm. there's this head and all the conglomerates and, you know, it's just crazy like that. It is, and it's, it's very true what you're saying, and, and the octopus can be used as a good analogy for it. Um, as to what all the you know the tentacle stuff that come out for it, you will see the the massive amount of secret societies that come out from that as well, um, and the, the cabal themselves, the one percent, to show how all this kind of stuff is 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 created in the background and how it can be all infiltrated. I mean, you could talk about the deep state. You could, you could go into so many factors and um, that it goes on to, and you can people can check out all these. Um, like if you want, I can leave some of these secret society names if you want to. At the bottom, it links as well if people want to check these out and actually check them out for themselves. Go do their own research and kind of go, oh, I never heard of these before, number one. And number two, now that I have, maybe I'll just do a little little bit of digging into them and see what they're about. And you'll find a lot of them are, they're all going to come back to the United Nations, of course. A lot of them are, are massively behind, or the United Nations massively behind a lot of this. But then, uh, well, I know it sounds like we're, we're, we keep referring back to them as well. But if you look at the Rockefellers, look, look at the United Nations for argument's sake is uh, where's our headquarters in New York in 1945? Who gave the blueprint for that? The Rockefellers to build that, to build that headquarters in uh, in um, in New York. So pretty much they, they envisioned back then, long before it, but uh, a part of the reason behind the United Nations being built at the time was because of um, the Rockefellers seeing that as their headquarters for the New World Order. Um, so that that's there. A couple of years later, we have the WHO, who got who got built and who is who is behind that again the, the building of it the, the funding of it and all that as well the rockefellers again so like we've talked we started with a who and we talked about bill gates we talked about ted ross adnam the director general but when like that's what i'm saying when we keep backtracking a bit and go behind the scenes follow some of the money trails follow who's behind this follow how this organization start who's who's behind it originally you'll you'll, you'll we, we see like i said you'll keep finding these little breadcrumbs i'll keep leading us back to the same people all the time the united nations is a seriously seriously corrupt organization and a lot of the people think that they're kind of people go there like ambassadors and leaders of countries or obama or these so-called you know clever people that wouldn't use clever and, and obama in the same sentence but um these people are going to the united nations for you know emergency calls what do we do for uh, for our nations and independent nations uh, people kind of either don't a don't know much about the united nations know they're there and um, but don't know what's actually really behind it i mean if you go into the United Nations itself, the stuff and the, the involvement that's in that as well, that can all be, that's, there's plenty of tracing that can be done on that as well. People are going to find it a bit harder, but do the research. And uh, that's all I can say to people is it's keep consistently doing the research. Do not believe what the mainstream are. They're there to consistently lie to you. They've done it month after month after month. The governments, they've done the same thing, lie month after month after month. Um, so like I said to here in England, it's, it's like they said, oh, you just need to go into hibernation now again for another four weeks. Right, another four weeks in from this Wednesday onwards. I think I just said around the second of December, you'll be let out of your cages again. This is coming from the Prime Minister late on Saturday night over here. Within 24 hours, one of the main guys in the government, um, Michael Gove, um, in the political party, Conservative Party, there, he he says, Well, 
I think he said pretty much we'll, we might have to go further. That could be underestimated. We might have to go further in a month. So within 24 hours, he was contradicting the Prime Minister, kind of saying, I think we'll have to go a bit further because... Well, of course they are. So people are like, just, oh, just lock down your business for another four weeks, close the gyms, close this. What I'll say to people, if any business people are listening right now, is do not close your gyms. Do not close your um uh, your normal business because if you close your business, like they, they, the way they love to sugarcoat is, it's kind of, we close the non-essential businesses. Well, hold on a second. If people think of what non-essential is, that non-essential might be to the government, but if you have a small business and you have a family at home and you have three kids or whatever you have, that is very essential to you. That becomes that doesn't become non-essential. That's very essential to your business. So your business is supposed to suffer for another four weeks. I mean, they tried it months ago. They took a massive business, took huge hits. Some of them never came out of it, and some of them just barely were just barely holding on for dear life. But now they only started reopening in the summer, started to get stuff measures back into place again. That they spent thousands and thousands of all these glass screens and monitors and masks and all these aprons and all this absolute nonsense stuff um, to get their so-called business back on the ground again. And then when they got it back, only so many people can come in at the one time and all this stuff so all i say to people is do not close your businesses because the government couldn't care less about you like you are you're not doing this for the greater good it's been sugarcoated in such a nice way and you know you're evil if you don't close your business you're a bad person because think of others but who's thinking of you in these times your business your business is going to be devastated forever so if you want to close your business a lot of people i say kiss goodbye to your business because a lot of them unfortunately will never open in because this is not supposed to last for a month and and people listen to this in time and kind of see We'll see. Time will tell in, in a, as we move on in time towards the Christmas. But the idea behind it is they'll, they, they want it all works in perception again, of course, in psychology, psychology, the mind and fear. And people think, well, we're getting it back. A certain, if it's only four weeks, OK, we can maybe can we just live it again? At least at least we'll be open for Christmas. At least we can celebrate family or, you know, Christmas time with our family again. The, the, the real plan is, is that's the first step again, because everything in this thing was, was done not in huge measures. It was all done in increments, like a little tip tap all the way through small steps, small tips and bit by bit. It's kind of like you push open the gate in the field. Uh, for example, we'll get you just up in England, for example, right? We'll get you to wear a mask just on the tube. Now, they've done that for a couple of weeks. That was basically to see on the target population to see how many people will acquiesce this, how many people will fight, how many people will resist this. And unfortunately, it was something like he was over 94% or something had, had complied or 96%. The, the numbers were staggering as to how much complied. And I say, for me, the virus and all these things, we can blame Bill Gates, we can blame governments. They're not the worrying thing for me. What's worrying through all this couple of months is as I'm looking around, just shaking my head on both male and female kind of going, the complicity of humanity throughout all this is the scary impact um, for me. So uh, like... People keep your keep your business open, stay moving forward because after the four weeks, as it gets closer, if when you think of it logically, right, we still here in England. I can, I can speak for other countries just because I'm in England at the moment. We have little to no deaths. We haven't even hit the peak normal season flu as we're coming into our winter time here in England that you would normally have. Deaths, of course, will rise. And, and, and like deaths did happen, not through COVID-19, through other illnesses and through everyone was turned down in COVID sources, oh, bike accident, car crash, you fell out of a boat, COVID-19, and later now they're scrambling to say, yeah, it is actually true, they didn't die of this. COVID-19 has never been proved to exist. So people think that's a conspiracy theory. It's never been isolated or purified. I'm not saying COVID-19 doesn't exist in a sense, but they've never shown it to exist. And all documentation has been has been uh, wrote to Canada and loads of governments worldwide from doctors and professionals in their own field and they've been looking to show me this information show me how you actually can came up with COVID-19 show me the written documentation even the CDC in America um, have, have come out with it as well and they said we do not have any inf any information to show this is isolated, purified, it was separated. Well, so people say, what are they finding in? They're finding what we call um, genetic material, which the vast majority of humans have in their body. And the more these tests, what they're called, the PCR test itself, I mean, 
at this stage, everybody is pretty much aware of the PCR test. And the guy who created it, Kerry Mullis, back in the 80s, he did the inventor of it. And he said, this is not under no circumstance, is this being tested for infectious diseases or anything got to do with what's going on at the moment. Unfortunately, Kerry died last year. Um, and I know from watching these videos, if he was live today, he would be kicking up fuss over this as to what his, his PCR test is being used for. They're using a test that does not test for COVID-19. And he's even said, it's probably still in his YouTube videos, so people can find it. He said, the more you amplify the test, the more you get a sample of it, the more you amplify the cycles inside of it, the more you can actually, you can literally find almost anything in the human body. And that's what they're, they're finding is the more they amplified, say if it went up to 45 cycles um, on you for, say if I have a, a sample, it goes to 45 cycles. Another person, another doctor or so takes the sample and he goes, oh, I'm just going to amplify it up to maybe 30. Well, one will probably say positive and the other one will say negative. So it shows they can manipulate this test in the background. And that's been proven by loads of doctors, loads of science as well. They've stripped this PCR test apart to show that it's not testing for the so-called COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, whatever they want to actually call it themselves. So after the four weeks over here in England is as, it, as, it's, as the cases are just cases at the minute. But once we're in, in, our, in our cages over the four week period, then the, the deaths will start to occur. So now they can basically change the cases into deaths. And when the deaths start appearing, like they would like any other year, apparently flu season is, all, is gone now. Everyone's COVID-19. The flu season all, all of a sudden just disappeared, of course, this year. And uh, COVID-19 is going to be used for everything. So when you're in your homes, once they're the first measure done, back into lockdown again, businesses won't be reopening, people stay in your homes. The measures are going to get more and more. I've said this months ago. What we've seen in the past was nothing. This one, they want to really drive this one home. They want to amp it up as much as they can this time and really take the wheels off, off the train moving forward. Um, so once you're in your home, then after uh, maybe it could be second, third week into the lockdown, oh, deaths, deaths, deaths appearing. What happens in? Social media, Silicon Valley, the news, BBC, CNN, they're all over it. They're basically saying, oh, lads, look, we thought we could let you out for Christmas. But as you can see yourself now, the, the, the scales, the death rates are skyrocketing. So... We need to basically, we can't come out. We'll have to stay in your home for another few months, another, another few weeks to a few months. And what that will lead to, and this is my own opinion in, in what it'll lead to, is a thing called Operation Moonshot, which got leaked over here um, September the 11th, actually. A funny day got, got leaked, leaked by the, the British medical journal, the BMJ. And they basically, if anybody wants to check out that as well, it's just bmj.com. They can look it up for themselves and find their own information on it. And what it actually... Shows inside it is that the government, even though it's a leaked document, now they've come out with it because they can't. It's 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 open document at the moment. They've come out and basically what they had plans, they still had the plans for these people is the government have invested 100 billion. So i.e. taxpayers' money they've basically invested. Okay, that me and you and everybody else is going to have to pay back next year so to basically fund this scam. And what it is is they're going to invest 100 billion into testing. So the more testing they want by early 2021, they're, they're, the population of England is about 65 million plus. Now, how they're going to orchestrate this in a practical sense is I can't see how they're going to do it practically because what they're trying to do by early 21 is they're going to try and test 10 million people a day. In other words, they'll have, they reckon, the whole population tested in one week. And if you don't, um, and which which leads, the next part of that, of course, which leads to um, a digital passport. So the digital passport, which they'll want to have in your app, will be one means of it, at least anyway. That means that if I, for argument's sake, I want to go to work in the morning, I want to go to see a live music event, I want to go to a football stadium, and they've said this is all actually in, in the document itself, what they say, um, that unless I actually go for this test, and unless I actually say, if I show up negative on a test, or I show up positive, whichever it is, um, that will go on to my so-called um, digital passport. 
So that means then I'm a cooperating citizen. Everything now all of a sudden is under control basis again, of course. So that then that that mechanism will see if I can or I can't go to like if I can or if I can't go to work in the morning so I can get a wage or so I can actually pay for my kids' schooling or whatever the case may be. And all this based on a PCR test that doesn't test for COVID-19. I mean, the scam is abnormal. The more I could dissect it and go through it, and people thankfully are waking up and are dissecting it brilliantly across the world. Like, like uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman is doing a fantastic job. Dr. Rashid Buttar, there's loads of these doctors that are doing fantastic jobs um, around the world, highlighting um, from a professional field what's actually going on. So the people are listening, like, they don't intend stopping after four weeks because that's when the debts will be coming in more and then they can justify it more by, say, by making you stay in your house while your business gets destroyed. Like, who are these people? To tell you that you 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 can have six in a household and you you can come in or you could be in this bubble or I can't go to you. like hold on a second um I, I don't remember that you're totally unlawful what you're saying and I'm not going to be dictated by some guy in a dark suit absolute criminality that I know is going on worldwide and when I know this is going on lots of people know what's going on and am I going to abide by uh, that so-called rules or regulations for my my freedom of speech my freedom of movement to join my family or not join my family on Christmas Day don't think so not happening. That's what. That's how I feel as well. Um, although, you know, in I, if I keep thinking about it, it really just makes me more mad of what's happening. So sometimes, like you know, how there's we would have been in in in, in London in March for graduation or for other things, right? But then, yeah. if I keep thinking, someone said. Oh, you can't travel unless you're vaccinated. I said, "Oh, sorry, but I'm not really going there now." So, you know, I'm I'm going to miss whatever I have to miss. If as long as I can get away with it, then I won't have it because I haven't you know, I know as a child when we didn't have any control, our parents didn't know any better, we got vaccinated. But now that we know, I'm I don't want to submit myself just openly. I said, "Okay, give me one." Exactly. I mean, why why would people be taking these vaccines for something that they haven't even proven to exist? And they're scampering as quick as they can to get this vaccine out as quickly as they can because before it kind of that's why they need to keep the whole thing ticking over. It's a, it's like a case demic at the minute. It's not a so-called pandemic. Everyone's based on cases and cases are going through the roof, which we know are all false positive. And I would say people say it's 40%, 60% false positive. I would say 100%. Um, for they're not testing for what you're, they're alleged they're actually testing for, and all this is justified. Your freedoms, your lockdowns, your liberty, the suicide, uh, everything has gone through the roof over this. Um, people's lives have been destroyed, and um, for what they're doing, and the government's people can't turn around and say, Well, maybe the government didn't know, or maybe they thought they were doing the best thing at the time. I'm sorry, no, that, that day is gone, and um, they know exactly what they're doing. And when you, like I say, we go back to tracing back all the stuff who's behind them, who's funding them. Who's who's um who is money involved in this as well? Who's who's might benefit from the the vaccine trials and who might benefit by the vaccines coming out if it does come out in uh you know early next year or so? I mean, it's total control is 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 what they want um worldwide and it's control like what you're saying that like I I be the same way. I love traveling across the world, but I'm not going to be getting the vaccine, nor am I going to be getting tested. Why would I get tested for something? It's so ridiculous. So it's like they shove one of these a uh, little you know cotton swabs or whatever they are really up your nose so far. That it can it can be they said they can actually break the blood brain barrier, um, which can leave you open to all sorts of stuff going on in the future, and who knows what's on the end of those bloody swabs. So if it was such a, a lethal pandemic sweeping through every street in the whole country, you would just barely barely be able to touch the outside or the inside of your nose, and that'd be it. Why do you have to go 
inches into your nose and and i know people unfortunately got them and and and, and they said it's so painful they said even to, even to get the test for it um so i will not be getting like yourself i will not be that would probably restrict my travel to a certain extent unless we'll have these people pushing back in in, in the in the background be it the world doctors alliance uh robert kennedy jr in the states doing a fantastic job as well of pushing all this from a legal for, uh, point of view so there is lots of people out there it could be a bit of a slow process but they're on the ground they're they're pushing this forward for humanity and uh, not for these psychopaths that are trying to you know take every ounce of control they can so i like yourself i, I won't be traveling anywhere if i have to basically get a test uh, at an airport um and even even boris johnson has been uh, caught saying on, on uh, one of his uh, youtube or something one he recently says that he said that if people think they can roll up to the airport he said and just get tested and away they go he says no no that can't happen because he said this is out of his own mouth himself he says only seven percent he said, of those tests that you get tested for at the airport are accurate. So 93% is inaccurate. I would even go so far as to say uh, they're 100% um, not accurate. Um, so he's even admitting this himself. So like, why would you get vaccinated? I will, not if I was on my deathbed, would I would I be getting a, a Bill Gates vaccine? Not not a hope in hell. The stuff that's in those, it's, it's like the vaccine that they're trying to come out with is um, it's like a vaccine that's never been dealt with before that I'm ever aware of. It's like an RNA vaccine. So it's basically it's going to change the the stuff that's in it. They can change the the human DNA um inside in the actual body over time itself. Um and there's there's a thing called um um it got patented by MIT called Lucifer A's and L-U-C-I-F-E-R-A-S-E. People can look that up for themselves. Lucifer A's basically is um it's like um what would I say? It's like a uh, it's like a dye is what it is. So basically the, the dye itself will be injected via the vaccine. So the dye goes under your skin. And what it does basically is that, so a month or two or three months later, say if I roll up to the airport or you roll up, whoever person goes to the airport, they can now, with they can scan a light over that and basically show, it'll show like an illuminator. The dye will be like an illuminator for all the world to show that you have got this vaccine because they'll be able to highlight it. You mightn't see it as on the skin itself, but when this actually so-called infrared or certain type of light will go over it, it'll illuminate with the Lucifer rays um, light that's actually our um, dye that's actually inside in the, the body itself. Now, what's also inside in that um, uh, vaccine as well that they want pushing forward that we know of so far is um, trying to change DNA and all that as well is a thing called um, nanotechnology. So they're almost like... Tiny, minuscule little robots is for another way of trying to explain it, basically. And it, 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 people can call them things like um, digital dust, uh, stardust. There's been loads of names um, linked to them, all right? But they, they basically come back to the same thing as to what they are. And what they'll do, basically, they can, they can track and trace everything. Of course, uh, it'd be like, you'd be like a 5G. You'd be like an antenna for the 5G walking around the place is what you'll be doing. That's why 5G is important. It gets linked to all this stuff as well, like many other things. And it gets linked into that. So basically, uh, Bill Gates has... Um, Bill and 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 his and his his wife basically back in I think it was March uh, 26 this year, where they got uh, applied for a patent and the, the number on the patent is zero six zero six zero six, and that's the patent they applied for, and what they want to do basically is um they want to sort of swap that over, give you a barcode, and they can kind of almost get priority to what you have under your skin. So in time it'll basically be like every individual that gets this then and it's linked up to what, you know, Bill Gates, the the guy for, you know, all humanity and all this kind of so concerned about everybody worldwide. He's basically going to be able to control all this then in time will go on to what they call a cryptocurrency. So you, you, you can see 
you can literally control the part, like talk about freedoms being gone. Right? That's just one very big example of freedom is completely gone. They can see true what's under your skin by this vaccine that, that they want to introduce is basically total, uh, total control in the sense that like they will know um, if you have sexual intercontact uh, with night with somebody, they will know um, where your movement, who, if you've left the house, if you, if you went to a certain country, I mean, the level of it goes on and on and on. They know your heart rate. I mean, it, 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 they know literally everything. There's a whole list of these stuff that they can actually go through. And it's completely, um, it's, it's, I mean, talk about invasion of privacy. But this time it's actually under your skin, in your own body. You're walking around it. And all this stuff, where is it going to go? And where is it going to all be stored as data? Up in the cloud. Who has controlled the crowd? The cloud. What does these people want from us? I mean, so people need to really wake up, look at these kind of things and see what's actually going on. There's no legitimate reason. Now, people say, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. I'm not, and I don't claim to be. But what I do is massive, endless amounts of research on all this kind of area. And they're coming from a lot of professional people that know their stuff inside out. Um, and a lot of people, unfortunately, because certain doctors or people are speaking up on YouTube, they're getting their license taken away from. Because what? Because they're coming out with truthful, factual information, their own independent studies that has been done and, and, and validated because it's not bought up by a biased agenda in the background. They get thrown off to one side and labeled some sort of conspiracy theory doctor. I mean, that's all they can do, these people that run the scare besides censoring you, is all they can do is label people like myself or other people, oh, they're just they're these crack conspiracy theory guys, they don't know what they're talking about. But that's all they have is a label. And I don't take any notice or interest in people that, that put labels on top of my head. No interest whatsoever. I couldn't care less. It's just in one ear, it hardly touches my ear and out the other ear. Couldn't care less. Just stay moving forward. Because I often say to people, if there's, in the early days, you'll get a lot of criticism. You got a lot of labels. You get a lot of kind of going, oh, that's, that's really weird, mad stuff he's talking about. But I always say to people is, if you believe in yourself and if you believe there's validity in your truth, you will have to go through the trenches, the thorny wire. You'll have to go through the muck a small bit. But if you keep believing in that, Keep moving forward and what you're doing. If it really is uh, validity in your truth moving forward, that will be seen in time to come. And um, it's it's been never more obvious than today. So, Chris, what is your superpower then? Because <laughs> you are you were abandoned and obviously everything that you're right, or you're just providing all the information that other people haven't researched yet and you didn't create any of this. Yes. So what's your superpower? Uh Good question. Um, I suppose, how do I say? Yeah, superpower could be, I don't I suppose look into superpowers too much, to be honest, overall. Um, but as far as it goes, like, would, would you like to be able to, would you like to fly? Would you be able to just be able to click your finger and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm in Ireland one minute, next minute I'm in uh, the United States because maybe I can go over and meet a certain people do a quick interview. Don't have to bother with flying, especially just what we've been talking about. If you have to do the track and trace, if you have to test, if you get a vaccine, and that will that will let me know if I can or can't go through a country. Well, if I can obviously um, click my fingers and all of a sudden I can appear in another country, um, something like that will be will be good. Um, will be quite good to to do. But I suppose in a nutshell, I don't have particular one one word as one great almighty superpower. But I do like to just try and get um, research, research, and basically get get information out to people because people are lost and I just want to get information whatever means it is that I mean through zoom like this or I mean uh, in person whatever way it is or connecting around the world um, I just want to get information out to people and like I said earlier I'm not here to brainwash anybody I'm here to say look this is a shed loads of information I've spent umpteen hours days weeks months years in some cases researching I've kind of like compiled it in certain ways that it's kind of easy for people to understand and format it and say, look, this, I'm pointing and giving you like, instead of you scratching your head for weeks and months and not knowing which, which road to take, um, I'm kind of saying, look, these are the roads that I would, I would highly encourage you to go down and go down a certain amount of it. And if you think this, this, the, what I'm saying is completely unvalidated, 
but be all my, be, you know, be my guest, turn back, choose another road if that's what you think. But I'm giving you information here that you will not find on the mainstream TV, your normal radio station, you will not find in Silicon Valley um, because they are not there for, for the so-called greater good. They have, they're there for their own agendas and they couldn't care less about humanity or anything else. And they're being totally controlled in the background and they have an agenda and narrative and me or you are, are worthless um, people um, at the end of the day to them. So, yeah. I- are you sleeping at night? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I, I can. I can, yeah. It's, it's a good question in the sense that people often uh, even word the question in a different way. They, they might say to me, like, Jesus Christ, all this, like, it's, it's like you're talking, it seems so, like, ends day kind of shit. It seems like so much doom and gloom and so so negative. They say, does that not feed into your day? Like, you must be going around the place so negative every day. Like, how are you able to, like, get on with your normal, healthy, men- mental well-being all the time? It must be taking a big drain on your life. And I said, well, maybe if I just found that out in the last couple of months and then it became a shock to my system and I go, whoa, this is like, I don't know what's going on. This is, this is crazy kind of stuff. Like, you know, but because I've looked into stuff for so many years, when this came in first, it wasn't a shock. It was, I smelt a rat pretty much instantly. And, and that's why I started getting into stuff straight away. I said, this needs to be posted. When people are still scratching their head, kind of going, not knowing anything about Bill Gates or any of those, he's just one example. I was like, I have to do something. I have to get this out to some people in some way. And if, if it wasn't me or you wouldn't be even talking here today because I started to start doing podcasting after as well and learning my ways around how to podcast and all that kind of stuff just to get the bloody information, connect to people worldwide because that's what we need is a connection worldwide. But uh, with people to unite, that's, this is what these these uh, elite, these, you know, uh, psychopaths, is they do not like humanity um, coming together because if we come together and unite, then the, then the game is up. That's why you have so many groups. That's why you have like Black Lives Matter. That's why you have LGBTQ. That's why you have, um, you've, you've, I'm Muslim, he's a Jew, he's Christian. He's, like all these sub-genres and all these sub-groups because the more groups you have, the more you divide humanity, the, the less you bring humanity together. Instead of people saying, look, I am whatever I am. I'm just, you know, having an experience in life, whatever the case may be, but just come together. But it actually, it sets people off. So the more chaos that goes on down here, the happier these elites are because you're certain to ta- you're setting the target population in chaos off against each other while the real game, the real agenda is just passing them by. While they're squabbling and bickering with each other, the real agenda actually is actually going around the corner and moving on nicely in the background. So they don't really care about that. So it's, it's like I said earlier, it's back to the divide and, and conquer tactic. And they've been doing that dramatically well. You know, the social distance, stay in your house, isolate, don't go to pubs, um, stay away from anybody you might know. Hugging your family is, is an evil thing to do. It's horrible. So, you know, divide the love. Make sure there's there's plenty of love uh, uh, not connected with you anyway, because that's what they want, um, is, is is to ruin all connections worldwide and bring down the, the resonance and the frequency and the power that's, you know, creating uh, worldwide is to bring that resonance down to, to their level. Um, of absolute hatred and evilness, and that's that's what's being carried out uh, worldwide. So to sum it up, um, I even though my I study this stuff seven days of the week, it's I never get bored of it. Um, I sleep okay at night. I don't have any pretty much issues sleeping at night. Um, I I kind of the only thing I would have an issue is that um sometimes I feel there's not enough hours in the day. Sometimes I feel sleep gets in my way that I have to keep keep researching, keep researching all day. But you have to take a break. Obviously, sometimes it does it can burn you out. But um, I'm, I'm just have a love of passionate for year after year after year. And now more than ever, that's kind of going on. It's, it's never more as important to start speaking out now to, to humanity. Like we referred to earlier, I don't want to look back in 20 years time or 10 years time or five years time and say, like, what did I do? I knew all this stuff or I knew where people should go looking for stuff. But I just sat in the couch and sat in my iPad with a mask on my face because the government told me that, that was the best solution I could do for him. I said, no, 
Um, I'm speaking out regardless of, of what it is. Uh, and I won't do any of their measures, any of the fines. I'll go, I'm so strong with it in pride that I, I'll go to jail before I'll do any of these so-called ridiculous measures uh, that they're trying to implicate uh, on humanity. So um, no, I sleep. I sleep pretty good. No problem sleeping. And I get around my daily business with a smile and get on what it is, even though it is doom and gloom sort of stuff. But I kind of, when you understand it so well, it can be frightening, it can be shocking. But when you understand it so well, you don't seem to, it doesn't seem to fear. You, you, you need to get past that fear. I'm not in fear of this thing anymore. I, I never was as such. Maybe in the very early days, yes, years and years ago, it sounded crazy. It sounded like, Jesus, no way, could that happen? It's all happening. And so it's, 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 just, it's just like a script unfolding that's been played out for a very, very long time. It's no coincidence. Um, it's not some random event, but like I said, people have to start independently and, and analyzing stuff and doing their own research to, to see. And if it's a script written by someone else, we still have an impact to rewrite that script. Okay. Yes. Now, um, what, what would be our best advice or insights that you could share to the caregivers who, especially they're getting stressed out because suddenly now they don't have a place for their mom, for their dad, or for their brothers or for their spouses. And all they could, when they talk to me, and they asked me, when are you going to open, Grace? When is the center going to open? And I know all, all the other things that you said already it applies for all, the, all, all, all humanity, but specifically for them, because it would be nice to inspire them. Um, good question. Um, and it's, it's a difficult one in the sense that, like I referred to earlier, is people are genuinely in fear. They're in, the, in that four-letter word itself. They're genuinely in fear. And there is fear through consequence. Like we go back to the whole thing of, of perception. I mean, you're, what you're, the government says something in the morning. Um, we must do this and we must do that. So people feel that, okay, that's the perception. That's what's going on at the moment. Now, that's true information. So through your information and your perception, that will, excuse me, that will make you make a decision in your life to, to either take street A or street B. So simply because of maybe what's the consequence? Well, I might get a fine of 10,000 pounds if I don't um, cooperate with what the government says. So all of a sudden, the people are kind of going, I'm not sure what's going on, but I better step back anyway. I better not actually, you know. So not to be going around in circles, but the fear situation is a big one. And it's easy for me to say, oh, look, just don't be in fear. Just, you know, just snap out of it. You'll everything will be okay. Because it is very hard for people that don't understand how all this is orchestrated and how all this has been dictated across the world. They simply can't grasp their head around it and i get that i can understand there's still people coming to me saying i can't just figure this bloody thing out something's not right but how i don't know what to do kind of so all i can say to people like loved ones like you're talking about that as well is try and sit down with them try and have a a decent conversation say look it's what's going on at the world things we, we're all we can do is hope and pray that obviously things will will get better um, and they will get better i do believe the tide is turning in our favor and i would say try and remain positive it's easy for me just say try and remain positive do not be in fear. That might be easy for me to say because I'm, I'm coming from a different a different point of view of understanding stuff for years and years and years. But for people, for the first time, it is very hard to understand it. But I can just say that like, I generally will say no to stuff. I won't comply um, because I know you're legitimately, what you're doing is criminality. It is non-human. It is what you're doing, asking people to, to do is obscene and there's no logic whatsoever behind it at all they've never proved any scientific stuff they've never proved any lockdown measures was good nothing it's because they can't they simply can't can't be done with them um and it's 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 difficult but 
like all I can say is for the person, if you're a carer, like you're saying, and you're caring for your mother, or you're caring for somebody else is that you, number one, as you're trying to care for your mother, for example, you need to look after yourself, number one, first. Now, I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean that in a sense that like, if you're, if you're not in good health, if you're stressing and worrying and in loads of fear and you're having anxiety to attacks and all sorts of things going through your body, if you're not in good mental health and in good shape and in good fitness yourself, you can't give that proper 100% dedicated to your mother for arguments for, for uh, in simple terms to kind of say, because you need to be good yourself. So all about getting you right, get yourself right and get you hundred percent, you know, in focus, in tune, what's going on. And, and from there, then you can basically, you know, give advice and you can sit down with your mother and look after her 100%. But if you're going around the place in complete stressed out modes all the time and all the world is about to end and everything's in fear and doom and gloom, that unfortunately will resonate onto your mother or your auntie or whoever it might be for argument say that will resonate onto them and they'll be living with this maybe they can't get out of bed for argument say they're living with this anxiety and fear that they're bedridden with so it's be compassionate don't be don't be listen to government saying you cannot hug this person you you must stay so many meters away hug your family you're like they're acting as to act in the most the most unhuman way nearly imaginable so i say act just start being human again start loving caring your family start hugging interacting with them uh, take them out for day trips be around them all the time do whatever you can do with them but don't be listening to these measures that they're bringing in because they are not who are they for like they're not for the government don't give a shit so um you need to like take action yourself and for your own family and your own extended family you need to look, make them number one choice and not be thinking this other nonsense is coming through the media and everything else because that is not there for your for your advantage it's there for more nefarious agendas that are, are in, in the background um and that's all i can say is is um just be be with them in these kind of times to hold in there time it, it seems like we're never going to get out of it because it's dragging on and dragging on and dragging on and we we unfortunately will have definitely quite a bit more of that muddy waters to get through before we can get out get out the far side but i will say there is light at the end of the tunnel um it isn't all doom and gloom and it is very hard for people to understand that um but there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel and all i can say is look upwards and onwards and as i always say i always look at it last um half i'm always a positive person even though i'm talking about a lot of negative stuff i don't grow in negativity um I, I i'm very positive um outgoing um type of person and i, I get on with my life as best as i can do not that these measures because i've seen people around me the, the measures that their head nearly swells from the, the pressure and intensity of what or the, the government just announced this. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh Stop listening to the governments. Like if you're still listening to your government at this stage, I, I don't know what to say to you because the lie is just getting greater and greater by the day. And it's been, it's been torn apart, it's shredded um, apart. The scam is pretty much on the way to being over as such. This is what they have going forward. It's like I said, Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, they can look up this kind of stuff. But people say, how do we stop it? What can we do? It, this is what they're planning for us. And they will stay rolling this out until humanity stands up and st- enough people stand up against them um, to, to basically stop this. this. They're actually telling us these are our plans. So please don't get in our way. Um, if we do this and this might happen, but unless, hum- like, what have we to lose? If we don't get in their way uh, and stop them and tear them down with the lies and the, and the corruption they're doing, we'll just, the plan will just roll out and we'll be under control uh, for all time. Our kids, everything will be under control. But if we step into their same room with them and say, hang on a second, I'm going to meet you head on here. Um, we're, we're, we're going to we're going to target this and we're going to tear this this um, charade down what you're actually scamming or doing worldwide. We're going to take this apart. And what have you left to lose then? Like, that's that's all I can say in on, on that part of it. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. That's really great advice. Okay. And for me personally, these are like what we've talked about is something that I can keep talking about 24 hours a day. <laughs> <I> exactly. 
And 25, really it was can, 25 hours in the 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Right. If there is 25 <laughs> hours and yeah. I, I don't need to sleep much if, if, yeah. if it's all this conversation. And I've done that when I was in the Philippines, you know, it's some, a topic that really resonates here that makes sense. That's and truth. And then these are the topics. But exactly. We won't do that. <laughs> we won't do that. We, we'll provide. We'll provide a little space for next time. Exactly. But so, Chris, um, tell them where they can find you or what other uh, information so that they could really follow you. Uh, well, my podcast is Mind Wars, or my channel can be Mind Wars. Um, I leave. What I'll do is I leave the links in the description below. It's probably easy. So you can find me basically on eight different podcasting platforms. On the big ones like Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm on BitChute, the video format. If people, some people prefer to listen to audio format on the go in the car or if they're at the gym, they prefer to just listen to audio. That's fine. Um, if you want to watch the video format, you can watch it on BitChute or YouTube. Although I advise people to go to BitChute because I'd be lucky if I'll be on YouTube this side of Christmas but with the way the censorship and stuff is going, the way they obviously want to shred freedom of speech down. Um, so a lot of my videos are some that are actually not on YouTube. All my stuff will be on BitChute you'll only find a certain amount of stuff on YouTube because of the censorship and stuff that's going on. So I advise people basically either go to my, my podcasting platforms or my um, BitChute video channel if they prefer watching it in a, in video format. And I can leave the links to, with you later in the description that I can just click into if you want to. And I, I usually end with a quantum affirmation. And what I do with this is I have cards and there are affirmation cards and I shuffle it every day. And if I have a recording like this, I will intentionally say, what, which of these cards can I share in the podcast? And, and for me, the, my, for my day-to-day -day practice, that really helps me keep myself grounded and open to all the messengers, messages that's coming to me. So what I got is go with the natural flow. I choose to be organized, efficient, capable, and productive. My workday flows easily and seamlessly. My records are organized and easy to find. And I say this three times, three times in the morning, in, at noon, and in the evening. So I choose to be organized, efficient, capable, and productive. My workday flows easily and seamlessly. My records are organized and easy to find. I choose to be organized, efficient, capable, and productive. My workday flows easily and seamlessly. My records are organized and easy to find. So this for me also helps in when you're scared and when all the other confusing information, if you can just keep yourself and go with the natural flow and organize things that you could do about your business, whether you're working at home or you know, outside and organize, that comes also with your in internal mind. So, um, and... Uh, Thanks again, our dear listeners and viewers, and uh, check out quantumnurse.life. That's my landing page where you could get at least the three videos and I can, will be able to keep you updated in my newsletter and all upcoming um, interviews and other events. And in my language, I say mabalos, which is thank you. It's been a wonderful time and got profound conversation. Chris, I am so thankful. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate everything that you do. You're very welcome, Grace, and thanks for having me on.
Thank you.